Welcome to 28ish. We're a podcast dedicated to making space for menstrual cycles, cyclical living, divine feminine power, and everything in between. We get into the details of periods, hormones, cycle tracking, feminine business prowess, and every other aspect of being a bleeding person. I'm your host, Carrie McKinnon. I'm a menstruality mentor and the CEM, Chief Executive Menstruator at 28ish. Be sure to check us out at 28ish.com to see our cycle tracking art and feel free to leave us a comment letting us know what cycle day you're on. Thanks for listening and remember, your cycle is more than your period. Hello, Lisa. Welcome. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you for being here today. I'm really excited to um, to, to talk to you and hear your story and uh, yeah, share this with our listeners. So I'm just going to jump right in and say, you know, we've got um, Lisa Higgins here today from the Red Rebel Collective. And Lisa, could you please introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit about the kind of work that you do? Yeah, so, um, well, I thought actually I might start with a little cycle check-in. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I'm on day 21, which is super interesting for me because that is traditionally my my sort of crossover from the inner summer to the inner autumn mm-hmm. and this can usually be where it's the kind of the crossover that always trips me up the most and it can usually be where I'm kind of going about my day and suddenly things get a little bit edgy something might happen or um I can feel a sort of rise of annoyance or something and and do you know what? It's it's definitely been one of those days today because um, I had been to a post office and mm-hmm. that is always a place of stress. Yes. Um, <laughs> I know. And I've, and I've lost a remote, the AC and like, you know, just things like that have happened today where you're just like, oh, one of these days. Yeah. But I've actually felt way more calmer than I usually would. And I, I don't really know why. I just, I don't know. I've just sort of not felt those sort of, pricks of um you know oh and like frustration and and stuff so um it's been really interesting have you done anything I mean knowing that this is a crossover day and a particularly challenging crossover from one season to another for you generally did you do anything today like in anticipation or in self-care for that um to to kind of bring in that you know honor that awareness that this could be a difficult day transition I think it's just I think it is just that it's the knowledge of it because mm-hmm. you can kind of feel especially places like going to the post office and you know like they are always going to be places that can be a bit stressful if you know if you're in a rush and things are delayed and that kind of thing so I think it's just knowing and when I can I can feel that happening now because I'm so aware that it is this day mm-hmm. whereas you know before cycle awareness it was just you would just get annoyed and then that would be it but now it's kind of like okay I've got to go to this place today it might take longer than expected I might be late for something else it's fine like kind of having that sort of pre-thought and I think it's just now getting to the point where I can just sort of I'm kind of catching it before it's happened if that makes sense absolutely 
Yeah. Okay, great. And you said that um, we're going to get back to you telling us about everything that you do. But while we're here on our cycle check-in, you said that, you know, your transition from your inner summer into inner fall is traditionally challenging for you. Is there a particular season that you feel the most at home in of your cycle season? Yes. Yeah. Well, again, it's kind of interesting because so to, again, traditionally I was always, and I am a bit of an addict to the inner summer, you know, I'm like, yeah, all about doing all the things like very much addicted to that yang, busy, doing, achieving energy. And um, so I'd always have said that, but as I kind of, you know, the more and more, the more months come and the more I'm in the cycle awareness world and, I'm actually, from doing this work, have really come to enjoy my bleed. Like, I really mm. look forward to it now. And it's really interesting that that's just, I mean, it is literally the polar opposite of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I've kind of learned that about myself in the last few years, which is really great because it's almost like you've got another side to yourself that you didn't really know about. Yeah. Um, because the other side, the summer is very kind of celebrated in the world that we live in. And it's very kind of, you know, we are ordered by um, all what we're, we're achieving all the time in our mind, and busy, busy, busy and doing. And, yeah, the outward and energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could do all the things. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like with cycle awareness, it's about, it is introducing people a lot to this idea of, um, slowing down going inward and kind of restoring and and being with yourself and and not having expectations for anything and um some real sort of nurturing so actually I'm going to say the winter I'm going to say it all right (laughs) say it claim it you're claiming it I love that all right well, well then please could you could you tell us a little bit about the work that you do in cycle awareness and in this womb wisdom space <laughs> yeah so um with the red bevel collective it's about so i teach um, one-to-one cycle awareness and i also do um group courses and we've got a red tent online as well that we do mm-hmm. and i guess basically with the red rebel collective it's about using the the knowledge of menstruality because i've trained with the red school in 2020 and um it's using the knowledge about menstruality and cycle awareness to, I guess, rebel against uh, <laughs> the world that we, have, you know, the world that we live in is for a long, long, long time, just ignored cyclical living. And um, if you are a red rebel, then you're kind of choosing to prioritize the menstrual cycle as a guide for wellness, a guide for self-care, um, creativity and healing. Right. I love that. And yeah, and how I kind of came to this work, um, you know, when I learned that my, uh, when I learned from my Alexander Pope, um, yeah, so how I came to this work was I basically learned from my mentor, Alexander Pope of the Red School, that my feelings and experiences with PMDD, premenstrual dysmorphic disorder, um, were not only valid they were actually the key to something bigger that was inside me and 
you know, I just couldn't believe it. This this reframing of um, menstrual suffering yeah. was just completely revolutionary and totally life changing. Yeah, I, I need to take some space here because you've just dropped, you know, PMDD. Um, say, say the words for that again. So it's premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. Okay. And, you know, it's already got like menstrual and disorder <laughs> in the title. So it's, it's a pretty strong diagnosis. Can we talk about um, for the first step? And we're going to unpack this in your journey with it because you this is a diagnosis that you've, that you've been through um, and you have some healing around this. So we're going to get into this, but can you talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, what PMDD is and like how women come to this diagnosis or bleed, women and people that bleed? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for anyone that isn't aware that uh, PMDD is, is commonly defined as a an endocrine disorder, um, meaning that it's hormone-related. But as well as physical symptoms, people with EMDD also experience a range of mental health symptoms, such as depression, anxiety, and even suicidal feelings. Um, some may experience EMDD symptoms every day uh, or for a few days, and it's usually within the second two weeks of the cycle, so in the luteal phase. So after after ovulation yes okay and you know there's there's still not a complete uh you know when because it's a relatively I wouldn't say it's a new thing because obviously it's been around for a long time but doctors in the medical world are kind of still getting to grips with it Mm -hmm. um and in terms of causes and why it happens there's Mm -hmm. you know again it's can be in the medical world, it's said that it's people who are sensitive to hormone fluctuations in the cycle. Um, it's thought that maybe trauma, stress, or genetics can also play a part. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's kind of one of those things that's kind of classed as an invisible illness. Um, sure. There is there isn't bucket loads of of um, research, but there are. But you know, it is a growing, growing thing, and there's some amazing accounts on um, Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. There's a whole PMDD community on there, and it's super, super supportive and really informative. Uh, I think it's I I am PMDD Global, which is an amazing site that has loads of like, all the up to date research and okay. um, support available. Which yeah, 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 they're amazing. What so you go to your doctor, you you're diagnosed. They they tell you they suspect you have PMDD. What's the course of treat medical course of treatment that's usually given, or is are there norms in that in that way? Well, actually, you know what they again for me. So this was I was about ten years ago that I first went to the doctor. Okay, and I think things have got better, but mm-hmm. still it's still really hard to kind of fight for a diagnosis. Okay. Um, so actually, when I went, so I was basically suffering with the way I kind of would, would, would explain my state then was that I had PMT, PMT in a way that didn't feel normal to me. Okay. Um, in both commas, normal. Right. This was, this was again, yeah. So it was about 10 years ago. Uh, I was in my late 20s and um, I was getting really high anxiety just before I bled. Okay. Um, in a way that was affecting me, it was affecting 
you know, my daily life, which is when you kind of want to then go to the doctor. Um, and I was given prescribed low dose antidepressants okay. and that was it. And um, I think they recorded it down as pre-menstrual anxiety, which I wasn't even sure was a thing, but I just remember seeing that written down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. There was no talk of PMDD. There was no kind of uh, follow-up or anything like that. Um, it was just sort of, yeah, anxiety, take these, that's it kind of thing. Okay. Um, and for me, you know, medication hugely helps. It kind of took the edge off the despair that I was feeling just before my period. Mm-hmm. But I was always left wondering, like, well, what is the plan? <laughs> um is it okay to be taking these long term? You know, I was in my sort of late twenties. So it's presumably I'm going to be menstruating for another half yeah. a decade, like yeah. at least. So, what was the plan? Um, and over the years, you know, from moving house and changing doctors and having different reviews, I kind of every time I went to the doctor to and I would ask a new person, you know, what's what's the plan <laughs> like is it still okay to be taking these like what you know yeah yeah um, it was just sort of oh well if they're helping now then just carry on mm. um so how long were you on the antidepressants overall so probably it was probably around eight years okay yeah and then in 2019 I decided to test the waters and come off the medication um after which so it was fine for a few months but then the symptoms did come back and it actually got worse just after I moved to Indonesia Mm -hmm. um a few months later and actually what I didn't realize at the time that I know now is that any huge life change such as moving country um really really affect how you might experience your cycle as a whole but particularly um, the void part of the cycle which is the tender time like the, the day or two before you bleed um, because you are essentially you are in a void in your life you know I'd moved country I'd kind of left all of my support system mm-hmm. you know I was in a completely different culture setting up from scratch um, and you know looking back of course it kind of makes sense then that that these things can um make something that's already there trickier yeah I would say yeah um <clears throat> absolutely was, yeah so I was being really hit hard by the critic and um it got to the point where I was experiencing intrusive thoughts and mm-hmm. quite shocking and, and and scary and you know I was in a really dark place and felt I just felt so alone and so lost and Mm-hmm. I hadn't told anybody about it apart from my husband mm-hmm. um and I just I just felt like I have no idea what's going on like it's such a sort of it was such a lonely experience because even though I've got like the most amazing set of friends and you know would tell them everything for some reason like women don't really talk about their periods or like these things like it was so weird to me, really. Yeah. Like uh, it's still a taboo, even in like close female friendships. And yeah, um, well, we're we're not used to. Co- I mean, I think in our community of like womb, you know, 
warriors, <laughs> we, we are used to kind of framing our life by our cycles. But I think like in yeah. the broader, in life <laughs> in general, women, we're not framing them that way. And therefore our conversations are not really focused around them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows how like, how hidden all of this stuff has been because, you know, like just that we weren't having these conversations or, yeah. and because it was kind of a new thing, like PMDD, it was sort of like, if the doctors don't really understand it, then how am I going to explain it to my friends or yeah. family or, you know, it was kind of like, and I just thought, well, I must just be losing the plot. Like I'm probably just going, <laughs> I'm just going mad or something. Like it was just crazy. Um, yeah. I think many people actually, many women and people that bleed are are experience their cycles that way those those hormonal fluctuations mm-hmm. you know before we have the literacy for it um yeah as, wow why can't I be the same all the time why do I feel so good yeah. at this time and then these I have these days where I'm just terrible you know it's like you turn this inward so yeah um, okay so you've got this PMDD you've been on the antidepressants for eight years at that time and it's 2019, you've moved, gone off your medication, decided you wanted to go off it. How, how did cycle awareness come in the picture for you at that point? I mean, obviously you were cycle aware because at that point you would have had almost a decade of like linking your cycle with this medication you're taking. Um, but how did the kind of like a, a different kind of cycle awareness come in? Or can you talk about that part of the journey? Yeah. Yeah, so I had, yeah, you're right. I was tracking my cycle in the kind of bare bones of just looking at an app and knowing when it was, you know, knowing when I was going to bleed and and that kind of tracking. But I wasn't tracking in the way that I track now. Um, And basically, yeah, you know, at the time of coming off the medication, I was looking for alternative support. And um, I came across the Red School who were just incredible pioneers and um in particularly read in particular read wild power mm-hmm. the book by alexandra pope and shani hugo Wurlitzer. and oh my god like when i read that book and i mean it literally said that everything that i was experiencing yeah. was a thing and there was a whole reason for it and it all <laughs> just really made sense you know it kind of just it's validating um, yeah like it made me it, like, I remember reading it and it just made me like cry because it was just like it was like someone had just reached in and given me a hug and, and told me that like you're gonna be all right this is normal this is a thing like there's nothing to be freaked out by anymore you know and, and even the knowledge of that can just reduce how you feel you know Absolutely. um you know I'm not going crazy <laughs> brilliant yeah <laughs> um so yeah, I went deep into looking into uh, menstruality and, um, you know, started my daily practice of menstrual cycle awareness. And by doing that, my symptoms completely disappeared. Like oh, I had wow. the, the extreme part of the symptoms, I should say, like, you know, I still have a pesky in a win- in an autumn, sorry. But it was that extreme level that was kind of like, oh, this is getting really hard now that was that was kind of um that reduced and um I just discovered that the menstrual cycle is actually this incredible guide and it can help you with your connection to yourself and the world and you know 
healing and it was just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing so I actually from starting it with my own cycle I then decided to um sign up to the red school training to the leadership training and it was Mm -hmm. a weird again that was kind of a weird thing because it just hit me at the right time in my life where I just moved and I was looking for something new to do and um I remember like it even happened that I got like the last place because someone had dropped out and it was like you know weird sort of universe yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah and I was just like well okay um so yeah so I just I just feel like I've got to tell other people about this this is like this is mad this is the best thing ever yeah um so basically essentially essentially the those kind of really extreme symptoms that extreme anxiety before the bleed um dissipated for you by giving it space and awareness yes is that what you're saying yeah so with um so obviously with my PMDD, it was very much the inner, inner autumn that was the, the crusher. That was the critic and that was the real sort of, you know. Yeah. Um, but actually I learned that looking at my whole cycle as a whole was actually crucial to alleviating all of the symptoms. Hmm. Um, you know, that change from just paying attention to where you have a problem, but actually looking at what, how you're spending your entire cycle too. I love that. Um, how was I spending my bleed first of all how much physical rest was I getting in the bleed um was I just carrying on at full speed was I just you know still socializing and partying hard which I did for a lot of (laughs) my late 20s early 30s you know was I um was I sort of retreating and and spending time with my inner self um not very much you know yeah so it's that and then also like looking at the inner spring um because actually often as well we can find real nuggets of of gold in looking at the the season that is opposite the one Mm -hmm. that you're struggling with yeah um so the inner spring opposite the autumn um look at what's going on there and I actually was always like oh but I love my inner spring I I don't have any problems with that at all Mm -hmm. um there's always stuff you can look at and you know the inner spring is the place of the inner child and any sort of childhood trauma um a lot of the sort of inner inner critic work comes from false negative beliefs that we kind of form through no fault of our own during childhood as a result of Mm -hmm. some trauma or suffering um so I kind of did some healing work by looking into my monarchy as well and my first period Mm -hmm. And linking that and just seeing like what else was going on for me at that point in my life and when I was younger and sort of looking at that um and then even in the inner summer you know like where I felt so comfortable as I've said previously I kind of had to look at that as well um you know I'd always just go hard in the summer doing everything and then not stopping until the end of the of the autumn I didn't know there was an autumn I was just carrying on mm-hmm. until until it would hit me in the face and then I would bleed um so I kind of learned to like really the the medicine for that is to just slow down like really slow down so you're not just hitting a complete stop you know like taking your time and um and also sort of celebrating what I had achieved at the end of the summer as well was a really good um it's a really good thing that I have to keep practicing too mm-hmm. um to sort of buffer against the inner critic um it's about taking time to sort of 
look at what you've achieved and actually giving yourself a bit of a big up and saying like oh I have done this and this, and this you know yeah um, celebrating yeah yeah to kind of um yeah just celebrate who you are and what you've done before that kind of critic voice comes in and yeah. and actually found that from doing all of this stuff that it was just really it's just about treating yourself with more kindness um mm-hmm. and you know treating myself like a cyclical being that ebbs and flows and and isn't just gonna keep going and going and then and then suffer and then and then feeling better again and then suffering like it was it was more about looking at the whole the whole deal I love that yeah that that's there's there's so much um wisdom in, in everything you've just said um I really love your how uh yeah how you've used this methodical um practice of going inward in each season to really heal the part that you know before that awareness was the only thing you were kind of tuned into um and it's so true that yeah that like seeing our cycle seeing ourselves as a cyclical being and seeing our cycle as this um you know not just this negative you know a lot of people that I don't even like to use the term PMS but the you know the inner fall and an inner winter um that's what most people you know associate with with their cycle but it's this whole thing and it changes us and we can align with it and we can make space for it and we can heal ourselves through it so um very beautiful I'm wondering, you know, because like PMDD is a medical kind of diagnosis, if you will. There's antidepressants that are given um, for people that are not really cyclically aware and, and certainly not living with, you know, with their cycle kind of as as their container and haven't made peace with it. You know, is there for you sharing this story and sharing the way that you have healed yourself in this way essentially how how is that um and sharing this information with the world do you get do you get pushback or um Um, what do you find well it's tricky one with pmdd because there is such a wide range of experience and as i said before there's not there are there are stories out there in community but you kind of have to go and look for them, you know. It's kind of not so much out in the public domain, shall right. we say. Um, and I'm sure there's just so many different types of experience out there. Um, and there are people that might experience, you know, the thing that I have to be careful with sharing my story is that, you know, this is just what happened to me and my experience. And it was, you know, it was it was severe. So, you know, the, the way I was feeling was pretty severe. And, um, but that, you know, I know there's other people that out there that, that really, cause mine was always very much the end of my autumn mm-hmm. and it was for a few days, but it was like hardcore. Whereas there might be other people that have suffered, um, for they, you know, a lot of people with PMDD suffer for the whole two weeks. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that that feel that they could only that they can only cope by kind of having a medical menopause um or a hysterectomy you know it's just about getting rid of that cycle and um so sharing it with others it's you know it's 
it's still a really even though I'm in the the cycle awareness world and I have you know a lot of peers people that I trained with and I feel very much in this in this world of cycle awareness but it's still gosh it's still such a radical um and just an alien concept to a lot of people and of course then you know many people are gonna not understand how that could have happened or know what I'm talking about kind of thing unless um unless they're actually doing some training you know so it's kind of interesting how to talk to people about it especially people other people that might suffer with PMDD um but really the two you know if if someone's sort of going down a very medical route of treating their PMDD then it's not mutually exclusive that you know you can also look at um cycle awareness as well and try and kind of do that alongside whatever medical um help you're getting um yeah which I think it won't hurt right (laughs) exactly yeah I understand that that whole that's why I asked the question and and it is important to talk about this you know the the whole paradigm there of like I I have suffered for years I am treating this medically don't come at me with like cycle awareness is going to fix me. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, my yeah. thing with that, and that's a very common, that's a common thing. And I understand why, understand it, right. We understand totally. how we get there. Uh, you find something that works for you and you stick with it, you know, and um, because this stuff can be debilitating, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not living in your awareness and you are experiencing these very real physical symptoms. So um but yeah Yeah. and the support comes you know from the medical industry you know and um I I listened to your podcast previously with Kate Shepard Cohen and yeah I just think it's amazing that she's kind of getting that in front of the doctors because you know this this although it sounds like a radical thing and it's you know it sounds kind of you know almost like new age or whatever like you know if someone was just reading this or hearing yeah. about this for the first time like well you want about inner summers and stuff you know yeah but it's not it's really super super um super grounded and and practical as well and like I just feel like everyone every menstruator would would value and benefit from from knowing this knowledge whether they suffer mm-hmm. greatly with PMDD whether they don't even think about their menstrual cycle or have never been affected by it or anything you know I still think there's there's some really useful stuff in there and and I think it's amazing that she's getting that in front of the doctors particularly absolutely yeah it's amazing for for all of us and for this um this entire movement really <laughs> to to get out there and to to kind of make friends with um the the medical community community if you will yeah. on this one yeah definitely yeah um great well wow so okay you all the places that we can um that our listeners if they want to do this kind of work with you and delve into this more they can contact you I guess on your website and your Instagram page is that right yeah 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 all right and I'm going to put those links uh to the Red Rebel Collective in the show notes And um, I want to thank you so, so much for sharing your journey today and bringing light to PMDD and how um, you yourself have overcome it with cycle awareness. Thank you so much for that. It's very important. It's a pleasure, Carrie.
pleasure thank you all right bye 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 Thanks for listening. This is Carrie, and I just wanted to drop in quickly to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and head on over to www.28ish.com to sign up for our newsletter. And remember, your cycle is more than your period. Bye!